0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: The universal language of failure. I'm Jason Horton.
0: I'm Rebecca Lieb.
1: And this is Ghost Town. That's
2: no no-
0: no the point where my people are killed. That means they won't be within them. It's an eclipse. God is The signal?
2: So that was a clip from one of the feature length films that was written and performed entirely in Esperanto, the universal language, or was it? So I'm going to
1: say it wasn't based you're gonna say on listen. I'm going to say it um, wasn't just
2: it being a Friday fail. No, yeah, Perhaps there were four feature length movies that were made in Esperanto. So it's like it almost had this running start through some of modern history. But ultimately, you know, we all
1: I guess there wasn't enough languages out there.
2: There's just not enough. They're just not enough. Um, we need one more and we needed to shoehorn it into all of our consciousness to create some kind of world peace, but that's it's
1: initially it sounds like Italian to me if you if I yeah. take a first guess, it sounded like Italian
2: it does it sounds somewhat European but also kind of like and this might be controversial, but uh the speaking in tongues kind of a thing uh it, yeah, it's like a, a little like satanic religious Italian lilt, not satanic, but like it had that flavor to it, which strange I strange
1: church. Yeah. It's romance language.
2: Yeah. Ooh. I'd not go to that class in college for sure. Um, but languages are developed over thousands of years. They evolve based on conditioning, human needs, et cetera, et cetera. Back in 1887, a Jewish optometrist named Dr. L.L. L. Zaminoff said, no, I veto that and created a language in about six months or so. <laughs> Zamenhof had very high hopes for his new language. The name of the language itself, Esperanto, is derived from the word hope and is translated as the one who hopes. While the construction of his language is pretty easy compared to most languages, his goal was lofty. Through Esperanto, he wanted to bring humanity together once and for all through the gift of communication. Okay, okay, I'm on board, I'm on board, but you can't just do that. Zaminov was a Jew who grew up in what was then the Russian Empire. His society was deeply divided along ethnic and religious lines, Germanic, Polish, Jewish, Russian. Zamanov concluded that the diversity of languages is the first of at least the most influential basis for the separation of the human family into groups of enemies. So he had good intentions, for sure. He loved languages. He spoke German, Russian, Yiddish, Polish, some Latin, English, Italian, even in medical school, like I said, he was an optometrist. He had a passion for unifying people through language. Soon, Zamenhof published the first Esperanto grammar book, the Lingvo Internacia, or the International Language, which was nicknamed Unua Libero, the first book, under the very evil-sounding pseudonym, Doctoro Esperanto. So he didn't even want to use his own name. He's already distancing himself. But as you know, I, I love a, a moniker, and Doctoro, D-O-K-T-O-R-O, Esperanto is... Mm, love it. Samanoff had three goals, as he wrote in Unua you know, uh, Libro. Number one, to render the study of the language so easy as to make its acquisition mere play to the learner. Not sure that happened. Languages are hard, especially this one. Two, enable the learner to make direct use of his knowledge with people of any nationality, whether the language be universally accepted or not. In other words, the language is to be directly a means of international communication. Oh, you mean like languages? like how they function already three to find some means of overcoming the natural indifference of mankind and disposing them in the quickest manner possible and en mass to learn and use the proposed language as a living one and not only in the last extremities and with the key at hand you lost me i don't know what that means it devolved into metaphor very very lofty we'll see how it goes so for a while it was pretty exciting Thousands of groups formed throughout Europe, North America, and other parts of the world, groups of Esperantists studying the Unua Libro. In fact, Neutral Morsnet, which is a very small principality between Belgium and Germany, almost became the first country to adopt Esperanto as its official language, seeing Esperanto as a way to be neutral between its German and French inhabitants. okay. Okay. But then World War I and II really took it down a notch. Fortunately, Zamenhof did not live to see the disaster, the Holocaust. He passed away in 1917 at the age of 57. His kids, however, were put to death. His son was also a doctor and was removed from his position and shot. His daughters died in concentration camps. Pretty sad. Neutral Montserrat was invaded by the Germans, and after the war, it was annexed by Belgium and France, ending its independence and social experiment with Esperanto. In the 1920s, there was a short revival to make it the official language of the League of Nations, but the proposal was shot down pretty quickly by France. Soviet Russia also promoted it for a time and said that Stalin actually studied the language. That's kind of interesting.
1: Very (laughs) open-minded.
2: He's a real free thinker. But when Hitler came to power, Esperantists were some of the first people who were rounded up and killed. But... It did find a life in the concentration camps of World War II. To hide their activities, the inhabitants told the guards that they were teaching Italian, since the two languages, as we know, kind of sound similar. That's something. That's something, Esperanto. In Soviet Russia, Stalin had begun persecuting Esperanto speakers as well. In an ironic twist, Zaminov's peaceful language was used by the United States Army as the fictitious language of a mock opponent during army training maneuvers. So it has these like strange, different other uses that, again, we didn't really conceive of as, or Zamenhof didn't conceive of either, and, and not unifying ways. Like these are all fractured ways that his language has caused many people to have their lives changed and to suffer. Now about 2 million people worldwide still speak Esperanto, a far cry from a globally unifying language, but it does culturally live on. William Ald, who received the first nomination for the Nobel Prize in Literature was for a literary work in Esperanto in 1999, followed by two more in 2004 and 2006. There are, like I said, four feature films written entirely in Esperanto, including Angoroe, The Agonies, Incubus, Gerda Malparis, Gerda Disappeared. That was in 2006. At La Petro, The Father, in 2007. And the clip from the beginning is from Incubus. And what I love is that Esperanto may not completely live on here, but it was included in Voyager's golden record, sent out to greet extraterrestrials. So that's an exciting thing, and that is definitely a way that, hey, who knows who would get a hold of Esperanto and use it for their own aims. If you want to learn Esperanto, it is on Duolingo and Google Translate.
1: It's interesting that they found uses for it so recently to make whole movies on it, which is an interesting I mean marketing wise at least it's uh mm-hmm. very interesting, yeah,
2: also the commitment again to making these it's already so hard to make a movie, but to make it in a language that no one really cares about, like how ambitious is that uh,
1: and when you're making the movie, so the movie's in Esperanto, but everyone's like uh, you know, hey, where's lunch? yeah <laughs> <laughs> or whatever language their native language they're speaking or,
2: in, do you think William Shatner got the script for this, and he opened it up and he was like. What the fuck is this? And then
1: I'll do it. <laughs> this reminds there's another I don't know it's not like a full language but it is a form of communication that I was really kind of obsessed with called polari. You know polari? I've never heard of that. It's from Italian, I think that's why I'd Italian on the brain and uh, or it was used in uh, uh for the word the word polari is Italian but it was used in England by actors, circus Showmen, professional mm. um, wrestlers, merchant sailors, and I'm just reading this uh, off of Wikipedia <laughs> because I just thought of it just now. So whatever, yeah. deal with it. And most notably, the gay sub subculture when Ooh. when they were communicating, and you know, it was very criminal. Yeah. And how so I initially found it is Morrissey. When it was Morrissey? Yeah, yeah. Hey, very am very I familiar, familiar
2: with Morrissey? I'm very
1: familiar with Morrissey and some of his song titles and his songs reference Polari or our Polari. Whoa. So if you, uh, I think the word drag,
2: from is what Polari? I remember, is Polari.
1: Yeah. Because what is drag? Take as far that
2: as, Esperanto? Yeah.
1: So that's uh, like Bona. It was like, um, good, maybe. I, I don't know. I, it's been uh-huh. a while since I've looked at this. Maybe we'll do an episode on this. Yeah. In fact, we will. So this is a little preview. Ooh. It's, because it's got me really interested. It's like, you know, like interesting language is subversive or just trying to make it worldwide. Whereas Polari, they were trying to make it – they didn't want everyone knowing about it because they mm-hmm. didn't want to know about what was going on that was considered criminal
2: yeah. or – like Expressing,
1: yes, it was a little bit of the opposite. But, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time looking up what Polari was because, I was like, what is Polari? It's
2: amazing. Yeah. It's also – yeah, it's interesting, like, a manufactured language. Language is such an organic part of our culture and, like, develops very slowly – Over lots of different changes and you know groups and whatever, but when people are like, let's just make it like Klingon. I I always think about Klingon too, and like that, it's like that one Klingon tape that like most dudes in their thirties and forties have. And I'm like, that they just made that language for Star Trek.
1: And I think in what. Is it not – what is it? It's not Lord of the Rings, The mm-hmm. whatever they're – Oh, yeah. Whatever they're speaking. What's their language? middle, middle earth middle earth
2: Elvin? Elvish? Elvin, maybe. Elvish?
1: So it's Which interesting it that – and then just slang in general, like words mm-hmm. that you're like, this never meant anything before and then it means something.
2: Yeah. Or just like it's also like a slutty, the word for like – um oh, yeah, to- like thought. Oh,
1: thotty? yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I was like – because I'm old. And I was like, what does that mean? Does it
1: I mean that hoe over there? I yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's kind of yeah. like... But also like... It was <laughs> so created. I didn't make that up. Just, you didn't make that no, up. You but did not make that I'm up. I'm on TikTok. Actually, we're on TikTok. Oh, we are on TikTok. Uh, Ghost on pod. Yes. Yeah, so. Right? It's very fun. Um, But like that was just created not because the word meant anything, but it was just like a, a word to not seem like the word it was trying to be. Yeah. Or, or s-
1: synonym of...
2: Um, words are fun words are interesting and I butcher them a lot
1: we we invented a word podcast we are the (laughs) first people to (laughs) have one I thought you
2: were going to say Patreon
1: no I wasn't I wasn't going to say patreon.com slash ghost town pod we did not invent that but podcast we definitely we are mere
2: servants to the Patreon but podcast is ours don't how dare you take it from us
1: Hello, and welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, and I'm Canadian Girl. Do you like adventures, myths, legends, and learning about some of Canada's greatest moments in history? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Join me every two weeks as we travel around Canada, exploring things like mermaids, giants, lost gold mines, and we even stop once in a while to observe historical events and people. Come on over to the channel and join the crew by hitting that subscribe button today. You don't want to miss out on our next adventure.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well.